Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. On the Advertising Show, it's being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production, and uh, boy, are we glad you're here with us today. We've got a very special guest out of New York. Her name is Lisa Gersh, and the president and chief operating officer and co-founder of the Oxygen Network. Brad, you've heard that one. I know oh, it's yeah. a favorite of yours as well. Mm-hmm. Fairly responsible for day-to-day operations of the company. Uh, she is uh, actually the principal engineer of Oxygen's foundation partnerships as well as all the company's financing and major MSO agreements. So we've got uh, Lisa with us for three segments this hour here on the Advertising Show. In addition, Brad, we have, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, are we, uh, now Jeffrey Gittimer is going to be with us, the uh, most amazing sales trainer you ever saw. Uh, brand, new, brand new book out. Uh, well, we just like to say that because he's a great guy. Jeffrey uh, says, take away the risk when you're talking with new clients. Take away the risk, and you probably get the sale. And a little bit later on this hour, it is uh, Patrick Meyer for the Marketing Insiders, and he's talking about naughty is nice. What's that all about, Brad? We agree with that. Well, we think so, yeah. We uh, mm-hmm. definitely agree with that. So uh, we're glad uh, glad to get together and glad that you're here at theadvertisingshow.com as well. Stick around. A lot of good stuff coming your way. What do you have there? Well, you mentioned my favorite uh, oxygen r- network, and it is true. I, wh- how many years ago did I, uh, long before she appeared on Letterman, I mentioned a, a lady by the name of Sue Johansson. Oh, she's incredible. She's the sex uh, ther- therapist, therapist right, I guess, exactly, or, yeah. yeah, and uh, a medical person, not just somebody talking about sex like you and I do here on the show. And uh, <laughs> long before she was on Letterman, I caught her on Oxygen and brought it to your attention. Likewise, we both yeah. became huge fans. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's nothing better than having someone... Uh, like your grandmother telling you about sex. Makes you feel young. <laughs> Makes young you listen again. more. <laughs> yeah. You Although know. when she holds up those things, it's like, Grandma, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, I love that Put lady. That love, love she, that lady. she is nice. She's got a great personality from Canada, as I recall. That program originated hey, out of Canada. Yes, exactly. And, of course, all the Canadians know her well. And, of mm. course, if you're all, all you know stuck up there in the winter, what else is there to do? Right. Yeah, I've yeah. been close enough to Windsor, Ontario, so that in Detroit, so that, that I understand exactly what you're talking about. Right. We are all dog and cat lovers. Well, I'm not so sure you're a cat lover as much. No. As, uh, well, much as my I dogs am. love cats. Yeah, for lunch. Right. <laughs> Meow Mix pounces on the reality bandwagon, and I don't know whether you caught this or not. Uh, cat fights. Real cat fights among 10 denizens of the Meow Mix house in New York where uh, real felines on webcam will compete for executive-level position with a cat food marketer. What a great idea. Branded three-minute reality-style segments will be uh, shown Friday nights for 10 weeks on the Animal Planet Network and are intended to uh, market the cat food and publicize the issue of pet adoption, which is also a great deal. It's kind of neat, huh? It is neat, and it was interesting how you tied in a cable network to today's show, us you know, having uh, the president and CEO of Oxygen. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. She's close and personal friends, I guess, with uh, Oprah, because Oprah's original uh, founder and investor in, uh, in uh, Oxygen. I'm going clar- to clarify that investor angle, but I would assume she is. Right. Well, we, we don't always ask her as well, so that's fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm go, sorry, ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to mention, because it's all in the news right now, to our worldwide audience listening uh, throughout Europe, the, uh, uh, for weeks now, Europe has been gripped, of course, in World Cups fever, which uh, is no secret to anyone over there, and maybe a wake-up right. call for us over here, yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, as the, uh, this, is, this is phenomenal, Ray. Uh, European ratings for uh, the, the program, unbelievable. In Britain, some 84% of those watching TV between 2 and 4 p.m. on Saturday were tuned into the country's uh, first game. And uh, just by comparison, Germans were similarly entranced with uh, opening game, some 20.13 million viewers, or 76% market share, uh, set in front of the television for the Germany-Costa Rica game. So wow. neither neither German or British figures include fans who gather together to watch the uh, program on the uh, open-air screens as well as in bars or pubs and so forth. So, I mean, 75, 76 and 84% uh, yeah, share. Is unheard of. Yeah, but uh, I love. guess they love their soccer over there. <laughs> love, I think, is, a, is an understated word for that particular thing. Here's Jeffrey Gittimer. We'll take a moment out with uh, Jeffrey on the advertising show. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. There's an obvious way to sell that most people have no concept or clue about. It's eliminating the risk of buying. You know it. You've felt it. Eliminate risk and prospects are more likely to buy. What a concept. How much simpler can I get? In order to harness the power of this strategy, ask yourself these five questions as they relate to your product or the sale. Number one, what's the definition of risk? Number two, what's the cause of risk? Number three, how much risk am I asking my prospect to take when they make a purchase? Number four, how do I uncover risk factors? Number five, how is risk taken away, removed, or eliminated? Here's the deal. A risk of purchase is some mental or physical barrier, real or imagined, that causes a person to hesitate or rethink ownership. As a salesperson, your job is to identify the risk and eliminate it. Interestingly, risk is harder to identify than it is to eliminate. What is risk to some people is a walk in the park to others. What may seem ordinary or of no consequence to the salesperson is a huge risk to the prospect. You have to find out your prospect's tolerance for taking a risk. Some people take more risks than others. Ask about gambling. Ask about entrepreneurial risks that they've taken before. Ask about previous purchases. Measure their tolerance and their previous experience and look for causes. The aspect of risk is a very subtle one. Only the best of salespeople will get the concept and harness it. If you don't, there's a bigger risk. The risk that the competition is kicking your ass. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, 
It may be because your ad sucks. Now, Jeffrey always speaks the truth, doesn't he, here? Oh, yeah. At the advertising show and all of his seminars, he does as well. You probably, uh, there's a good chance you've seen him or possibly read uh, one of his books out there. There's a lot of great ones there. Lisa Gersh, uh, just moments away. Here on the advertising show, Lisa is the president, chief operating officer, co-founder of the Oxygen Network. Uh, Prior to uh, joining Oxygen, Lisa had over 15 years of experience in creating strong corporate partnerships, negotiating financing, other strategic relationships. She also founded the uh, New York law firm of uh, Friedman, Kaplan, and Saylor, uh, LLP. Uh, she served as a founding partner from uh, uh, 86 to 98. So she's, uh, she's uh, got a lot of good things going on. And I'm, uh, I know you've got a lot of great questions there as well for the segments that we're going to spend with her today. So yeah, good to have Lisa here. First question is, is her bar up to date in New York, or can we you know, defame and speak wildly on the air like we usually do? <laughs> Interesting, you mentioned that about uh, uh, her uh, founding of a, a law firm and of course, her last name Gersh now, mm-hmm. and the founding partner of Friedman Kaplan and Sailor. I'm wondering if that Kaplan would be Thaler. one. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's interesting because uh, there's there's an angle to that too, which we'll talk to her about. But no, I'm wondering if that would be one of her maiden names there. Uh, that's my guess, or she forgot to put her name on the door. I don't could that know. be? Uh, well, it, had, it doesn't have any commas, so I don't know. Anyway, Lisa, with us next year on the advertising show. Stay with us. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Hello, amigo. This is the advertising show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. Rather than a Chiquita banana, we probably should have had a Rheingold beer or something for Lisa. <laughs> Being out of New York, Lisa Gersh, president and chief operating officer and co-founder of the Oxygen Network. Lisa, it is such a pleasure to have you here on the advertising show. Thanks for joining us this weekend. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and uh, we mentioned last segment uh, Oprah Winfrey, one of the founders of uh, of the Oxygen Network. And I'm so I'm assuming she also is an investor. Is that that's not uh, uh, under non disclosure, is it? Lisa? No, not at all. She's one of the founding partners and founding investors in the company. You know, if I just could go around and and invest in whatever she doesn't invest in, but just thinks about investing, I think I could be retired at this point. Uh, first off, let's let's talk a little bit about Oxygen Network and how it first got started. And it was founded in '98. What was the uh, idea behind this? And um, just curious, w- would you be the originator of the idea, Lisa? Uh, no, the idea belongs to my partner Geraldine Leiborn, um, who was the uh, founder of Nickelodeon. Ah. And she really, would, after she left Nickelodeon, wanted to create the first ever converged brand for women. And so we went and we decided we would pick the best in class of partners we could get uh, on programming, on convergence, um, and financing. And we selected, and on awareness. So we asked Carsey Warner to join us as our partners so that we would have the best in class in programming. They created some of the most famous shows ever created on television, Cosby, Roseanne, Third Rock, Grace Under Fire, That 70s Show. And we uh, asked Paul Allen to join us, and he did. He was believed in convergence and the vision of the company and had the capital necessary to finance the start of a new network. We thought, Oprah, who better to gain awareness and who knows women better than Oprah Winfrey? Yeah. And uh, off we went. 
You know, you mentioned uh, convergence, and I think a lot of people may not realize that you were certainly on the forefront of, of that uh, of that idea. I understand Oxygen was originally an independent telefusion or, or TV Plus online creation. T- talk a little bit about that and, and why you think this uh, initial multi-platform strategy uh, didn't work. Well, when we started the business, the 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 real we launched first on the internet. We really wanted to get women in on the ground floor of the new technology. Women have traditionally not been the target for new technologies. The internet, we believed at the time, could be critical to women's lives, which of course is proving to be true. Um, And we thought it would be interesting to have a network that existed on two platforms where you could go if you wanted to go deeper and do other things on the internet and be more interactive, and at the same time to be entertained on television with the same brand. We were right. That is the concept behind every multi-platform and every brand out today. The problem with the idea was twofold. One, there was no revenue model for the Internet in 1998 that could sustain the generation of original content. And two, and probably more importantly, the technology did not support the idea. Lack of broadband? The broadband didn't exist. Only yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, you, couldn't, you can't do video on a dial-up. You can't do a video on a dial-up. And so when we, what we were left with creating really was text content, which was not really our strong suit. We were creating a video television network. So it was a very difficult task to achieve, although many of the ideas we had in 1998 and 1999 were ideas that are being executed upon today. In fact, I was recently talking to someone, and I told them about a great idea. They said, that's a great idea. You should do it. I said, yeah, we issued that press release in 1999. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously a visionary, great idea. Timing, uh, they say, is underrated. Uh, In many cases it is when it comes to... uh, coming with great ideas, but sometimes technology will... Uh, Catch up uh, to will, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Right. You know, speaking of timing, real quickly, you know, you, you mentioned 98 as your as your launch point uh, and, and understanding a need for a channel specifically designed for women. Any thoughts on why someone has took so long in coming up with an idea for a male-only cable network such as Spike TV? Well, there are a lot of cable networks uh, that serve men. Um, there wasn't as broad a need at the time. Lifetime was in existence when we launched Oxygen, but it was really and still does reach a much older audience than Oxygen's target, and we felt there really was an opening in the space. There also was, in 1998, a recognition that women who are responsible for 85% of all household purchases really are important customers who should be marketed to. And we really were taking advantage of that opportunity in 1998. We didn't launch the network in 98. We launched February 2nd, 2000. We launched the Internet in 1999 and waited on the television network until we had sufficient carriage to do it. Thank you for clarifying that. You know, let's let's uh, stay with the uh, online uh, idea for a, sex, a second. Oxygen Media, of course, owns the websites oxygen.com as well as oprah.com. Talk about the role, Lisa, if you will, that these online channels play with their television counterpart. Well, today, today when we originally started operating, today we own oxygen.com and a series of other websites. We no longer operate oprah.com. When you have a website that is related to a television brand. It needs to live and breathe and be part of that television Mm. network and that television brand. And 
Oprah, the Oprah show is obviously operated in Chicago. It made much more sense to have Oprah.com be operated out of Chicago and be integrated with the creation of the show. When we started Oxygen, we tried a variety of different ways of integrating online and TV content. Today, we're very much convinced that it needs, that the TV-related content needs to live as part of TV. And today, our TV-related online content lives as part of our TV programming group. And while there are people specifically charged with that execution, our president of programming and marketing is responsible for both what we put on the air and what we put on online, and that's WBC. Yeah, and but for clarification, at one time you did operate Oprah.com, Oxygen Media yes. did. Yeah. Yes, initially. And I guess uh, Oprah or somebody at Harpo saw the kind of uh, potential there to bring it back into a, a, a channel with uh, interfacing with their TV product, I would assume. You know, actually, we did. It, oh, is that it, right? It's really where TV, if you're going to do something that is TV-related, and I really believe this, the two need to grow up and live together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were very much, we're very focused on Oxygen.com and the Oxygen Network and building both those brands, both online today, Although we retreated for a while, we're very much back in and focused on Oxygen.com and, of course, building the network. We're, the, we're independent, as you know, one of the last independents left, the only network owned and operated by women, and we're the only network launched in the last 10 years that's gotten to 65 million subs. You know, real quickly, and we'll talk more about what uh, you would expect to see at Oxygen.com uh, as a visitor, but uh, we'll talk about that next segment. But meanwhile, revenue model for for Oxygen.com? It's both a revenue share and a syndication model, very similar to television on and advertising. Hmm. And how long has this uh, model been in place? Uh, since the second quarter of this year. I see. And uh, real quickly, numbers, uh, traffic, are you able to divulge those? Um, I think the traffic numbers are relatively public, but we haven't announced them. I see. Well, uh, would you like to announce them during this show? Yeah, that's a good point, right? I guess not. <laughs> I, I would if I knew them specifically, and I don't. That's understandable, sure. Of course, sure. I'd love to. There you go. Yeah, and, and uh, real quickly, I, as, I, as you mentioned, uh, investment bankers urged you originally, Lisa, to focus predominantly on the Internet and encouraged you to take the IPO route and uh, – course you decided to ignore this advice uh, retrospect obviously great great reason to ignore it right you know look we were really lucky we launched oxygen in the middle of the dot-com boom and well and what that allowed us to do was raise a lot of money which is really what you need when you're launching a cable network which is going to produce original programming because it is an expensive proposition Lisa Gersh is our uh, special guest here. Lisa, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. We've got a break for just a moment, and we'll be back with more. Uh, Lisa out of New York, the president and chief operating officer and co-founder of the Oxygen Network. And uh, we'll have more with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on The Advertising Show. TheAdvertisingShow.com is a great place to go, a destination for advertising intelligence, what you should know and what you shouldn't do. <laughs> well, we've got it all there at TheAdvertisingShow.com, so stay with us for more. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. Last night, Billy didn't skate once with me, but this should get us together. $40. Great. Now, how about close-up? Well, that's toothpaste. Maybe I'll get pom-poms my roller skates. 
It's the advertising show, Rachel and Brad Forsyth. Forty bucks, you can pay forty bucks nowadays for a tube of toothpaste, though. So uh, I guess that's all a wash, isn't it, Brad? <laughs> yeah. Special guest Lisa Gersh is uh, president and chief operating officer and co-founder of the Oxygen Network out of New York uh, this weekend. And uh, Lisa, it's great to have you here. I wanted to get a website. Oxygen.com is the place to go to find out a little bit more, as if you haven't heard. So welcome back to the show, Lisa. Lisa, has everyone, anyone ever said that you breathe new life into oxygen media? <laughs> we like that line, yes. You can use that. Oh, they have. Well, doggone it's it. It's too late, Brad. Sorry. Yeah, well, just like all great ideas, they've already been used, right? Yeah, creative and uh, iterative. Yeah, you know, as promised, uh, let's talk a little bit briefly about uh, oxygen.com. What would a ex- uh, visitor expect, Lisa, to find at oxygen.com? Content or uh, uh, interaction with other viewers and, and visitors? What? Um, all of the above. When we launched Oxygen originally, we had 19 different subsites, each focused on different content areas. Today, we really focus on our demographic and what women are doing online, not specifically segregated by content areas. We have television-related programming on our on our website. So, for instance, the Janice Dickinson Show, which uh, premiered last Tuesday night, our highest rated original series to date. Uh, We launched the Janice Dickinson Modeling Agency website, where if you want to become a model at the Janice Dickinson Agency, you can submit your photo and your book. Um, Monique's Fat Chance, which which airs next month in July, it's our second annual Big Girl Beauty Pageant. If you want to be the online winner, you can submit a video, and we're going to pick one winner from online out of the 15,000 contestants that have submitted videos of themselves to win this contest. So, so reality TV programs have really become your guys' uh, top-rated category, wouldn't you say? Well, we're doing a bunch of reality, but our big hit in the beginning of the year was an outline comedy that was produced by Cheryl Hines and her husband, Paul Young, from Principato Young called Campus Ladies. It was about two forty-somethings that returned to college. Um, and live among the 18 to 21-year-olds. And it is absolutely hysterically that funny. Interesting. It's, it's done in the style of an ally comedy. And with Campus Ladies, which, you know, scripted shows don't have as obvious a relationship to the web. But what we did was one of the main characters in the show is a kid named Abdul. And he's the guy on the floor you go to for anything, anything you need. Well, we're going to launch Abdul's store in the fall. And we're also doing Abdul, Abdul's dating service. <laughs> That'll be powered by Perfect Match. The real key to <laughs> well, this great. space is going to be the ability to partner. It's a very interesting opportunity because the web is not about exclusivity. In the web, it's about ubiquity. And ubiquity on the web is the new exclusivity. And that's what we're really focused on. So we'll pick the best in class for partners again on the web, like Perfect Match for dating. Uh, Blip TV powers our Monique video site. So we're really looking at who can help us grow this business. So you can, And just to go back to where you started, where you're going to find a lot of TV-related content. You're also going to find tools, applications, and games on the Oxygen website. And the website is in a process of transformation because for the past few years we've been very focused on building this cable network. We've moved, we moved a little bit away from the web, but now we're back, and we have a lot of experience here. We have a sense of what our audience likes. One of our most successful applications on the web has been Baby Namer, which is a tool, um, really a social tool, which helps us um, helps people pick a name 
find out the meaning of it. And we've had it up for about five years, and it consistently does fabulously well on the web. Hmm. And we'll really start to build that out with new community and mashup tools. But you'll find those tools. We also have a gaming section on the web that our audience can go to. So it's really going to be, it's not only about the television. It really needs to be about what can be useful and helpful to women and fun. You know, here on the Advertising Show and through the AdvertisingShow.com, we receive over 150,000 downloads per month worldwide. So maybe soon to come to your site will be people that are listening to the show today through the AdvertisingShow.com. Uh, and if so, Ray, wouldn't you expect to see a link for the AdvertisingShow.com on ex- Oxygen.com? I thought wouldn't you were going to say sense? a check, Brad, but that's <laughs> well, yeah. a link, a check, doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. You, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, comedy and the hit, uh, hit comedy that you had earlier this year, and then yet you... You, you talk a lot about uh, reality programming. Are we going to see a lot more comedy, a lot more reality? Would that, would that be the two genre that we do expect to see more on Oxygen this year? Yes. It, what we have found is we have a sweet spot in comedy. All right? We know women love comedy, and we're really the first network to ever do comedy for women. It's a very tough category, but we've done a great job with it. And we're also picking really strong women in our reality shows. So we have Janice that just launched. We have Monique coming back for a second, a second uh, beauty pageant show. We have Shannon Dougherty breaking up with Shannon Dougherty launches in August. Shannon, you know, we all grew up with her. Nine zero two one zero, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all grew up with her, and right. she's going to help those of us who have trouble breaking up, whether it's with our boyfriend or with our boss. Women uh, tend to avoid conflict, but she's going to be right in there helping us get through it. But we and we have Ellen, Oprah, and Tyra on our air. We have very strong fun women on our network. You know, Ray and I were discussing before the show, if we needed to break up with our wives of many years, Shannon Doherty would be one that we would call immediately for advice. So yeah, she can take be... your call too, Brad. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Sue yeah. Johansson, you've called her before. I know that. But that's well, right. yeah, and i got to tell you, Hi, set our sex life back Houston. 20 years. <laughs> we no, it... we, we got to take a break, Brad. No, it is. Note. <laughs> this is uh, Ray Shellens and Brad Forsyth here on the Advertising Show out of New York City this weekend. Uh, Lisa Gersh, President and Chief Operating Officer and Co-Founder of the Oxygen Network. More to come. Stick around. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. It's a real thing in the back of your mind. What you're hoping to find. That's what they like to call us, the real thing, thing, right? (laughs) Ray Shellen's Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. You know, for, for many, many years, we've been saying, we got to get Sue Johansson on the show. Got to get Sue Johansson on the show. She referred so, us to Lisa. So instead, we get the the uh, chief operating officer and co-founder of the Oxygen Network. Instead, I think we hit a home run here. So Lisa, out of uh, New York, Lisa Gersh, uh, thanks for being here with us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah, great, great uh, guest and very informative. And Ray, before we... Uh, uh, went on the air today, or, or I should say, earlier an earlier segment. You mentioned Linda Kaplan Thaler. Thaler, yes, of the Kaplan Thaler Group and former guest here in the advertising show. Oxygen created the show, making it big, featuring former guest Linda Kaplan Thaler. Can you believe that, right? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I can't believe that, right? Well, she they did, and no. I'm sure uh, you know her her career is now. Uh, 
Well, she's lost a couple of accounts since then. No, I'm sure she's doing very well, actually. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you were talking about the Internet, Lisa, and uh, you were quoted recently as saying, I can only tell advertisers that many thousands of people saw your spot, but I can tell them that 100 people specifically clicked onto your ad online. Now, this sounds like somebody that has is a strong proponent for accountability, which, of course, is the, the big buzz in the, in the business today. I would assume that, uh, that you are and that you, uh, that you find that maybe accountability is something that really lends itself to the online channel. Well, you know, I think accountability is great, and I don't – I mean, it depends on where, what the advertiser is looking for. A lot of advertising agencies right now – are thinking about what can I actually measure? What is the actual return on investment? And if they want to know the number specifically, they're going to be very happy about the Internet. In my view, there's nothing like television to convey a message, and the 30-second spot is still the most effective way to convey marketing today. But if there's a push towards the return on investment mode, the Internet's going to be a place where people really are going to want to go. Um, but the Internet's not going to replace television advertising, and television mm-hmm. advertising isn't going to replace the Internet. And they're all going to live very happily, just like radio lives alongside of television. Yeah, when we it. buy media, we buy multiple media to advertise the Oxygen Network, as all television networks do. And it's a very effective way to communicate a message. All of them are. No question, and I think if uh, anyone be, needs to be concerned, it's obviously the more uh, broad uh, broadcast networks out there that are losing market share, but yet the more uh, narrow uh, narrow niche markets that have uh, a tremendous appeal to a particular demographic, uh, such as Oxygen Network, has always found a place for uh, advertisers and always will. You know, staying with the online behavior of uh, women for a second, you know, talk a little bit about, Lisa, if you will, life right now effort by Oxygen and how you determined uh, women like to find rather than search when it comes to online. And I understand you guys are, are involved in a bit of a study or just completed a study on this? We've done a large uh, research study every year about women picking different topics. The first year we did women in humor, and we found out that women are funny and women like humor in their advertising. And it was, we're still talking to agencies about the findings of the studies. When is humor appropriate? When is humor not appropriate? What kind of humor is working? Last year we did women and body image and how are women really feeling about themselves? Well, you know what? They feel pretty good about themselves. And they're not all sitting around thinking, boy, I wish I was a size two. And this year we're doing women in technology because right now there's so much technological innovation going on, especially in the media world, and people are wondering how am I going to market these technologies to women, and are women really interested in technology? And guess what we're finding? They really hmm. are. Hmm. And especially when you look at the younger generations. I know myself. I have a 15-year-old daughter. She is so technically proficient. Yeah. These are a generation of people, boys and girls, who are used to manipulating technology and media and believe very much that it's a part of their life. And we're going to see that really expanding over time. I have a two-year-old granddaughter, Lisa. She checks her email. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, no, I'm serious. In front of the queue, I've got to check my email. And she, she goes and bangs on the keys and checks her email. Well, that's, that's very interesting. That's, You're in trouble. I know. Yeah. 
No, granddaughter, no, uh, I'm not in trouble. It's not a big deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Oxygen's VOD services with Time Warner Cable. Describe uh, for yeah, our audience. 30 seconds or less, Brad. Yeah, well, let's do it in 30 seconds We've or less, Lisa. We've two original networks, one targeted at parents and small children called Oh Baby. It's an original network by Oxygen. And a second called Air Karaoke. Air Karaoke is really turning your television into a karaoke machine. Oh, we great. all want to do it at home and not in public. <laughs> it's one of the most popular services on Time Warner today. And, of course, we offer um, much of our popular program on the VOD from the linear network to Time Warner. All we can say is after you leave your computer, go to Oxygen.com. And after that, turn on the television and watch, okay? Lisa, thank you so much for being with us here on the advertising show today. Glad to be here. It's Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Colgate toothpaste, the tooth toughener. How can that be? Well, it contains advanced MFP fluoride. It's the only toothpaste that does... One of the original storytellers of uh, great commercials back in the 50s, that's uh, Arthur Godfrey, uh, the late Arthur Godfrey. And uh, storytelling is still a good thing in today's uh, advertising, isn't it, Brad? What a great talent. Oh, man, he's great. Uh, thanks to uh, Lisa Gersh, too, president, COO of Oxygen Media. And uh, we are so pleased that she was able to uh, be with us uh, this uh, weekend here. Sean Cunningham is uh, going to be here. Uh, Sean Cunningham is president and CEO of the Cable Television Advertising Bureau. Sean is a new president then because who was the old president of the Cable Television Advertising Some Bureau? Some old guy we've forgotten. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> you don't say old guy. He's just a guy. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah. anyway, Sean Cunningham. So. Yes. Richie Cunningham's uh, brother who left yeah. the Happy Days show, so he turned into Cable Television Advertising Bureau. <laughs> well, you know, we listened to or we had the, the joy of talking with... Uh, COO of Oxygen Media today and uh, Oxygen right. Television Network. Now we'll talk about the entire cable network uh, next weekend. Ray, I've wanted to ask you. Yes. Uh, last year, you and I, around this period of time, we were in Nashville yes, co-hosting we the National Addy Awards for the American Advertising Federation. Guess who stood in for us this year? Uh, only one person could possibly do that would be Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yes, and, uh, it's uh, Joe Piscopo. Did, I happened to have uh, clicked on to a link uh, and, and saw a little bit of the uh, awards. There's a clip uh, of that, yeah. And Wally yeah. was there too. Oh, of course, Wally was there. He was. Uh, he'll yes, he was there. They moved him in with all the furniture and things. Uh, <laughs> Wally, of course, is the CEO of the uh, of, uh, of the American Ad Federation. Uh, and great guy. But, and what's interesting, I, and I look, and I, I thought, you know, Joe's got great stage presence. He did a great job, and sure. uh, you know, he's a he's a celebrity. But you know, for for me, uh, and I'm not trying to compare his with our last year right. appearance, but uh, I thought at times he seemed a little bit like a. Las Vegas Club Act, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, hmm. using a lot of ladies and gentlemen's uh, a round, a warm round of applause for, uh, you know, that, oh, kind, that of kind of thing. stuff. Okay. Yeah. I but, actually uh, have Joe Piscopo singing happy birthday to a local retail person here. Do you? Uh, as Frank Sinatra. Well, I was going to say, of course, as Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it's he fun. did a great job of that one uh, on uh, Saturday Night Absolutely. Live. He was good. He was a regular there. Yeah. It was a great event, too, and a lot of, lot of wins for a company that we will not mention. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, yeah. congratulations to them, uh, the, the folks yeah, at SNS. And all, all the win- and all the winners, exactly. all the gold winners, yes. Yeah, we've been talking here for a few minutes, and uh, if you were listening to Clear Channel, we could have heard a whole bunch of uh, commercials here. Blinks, one-second radio spots under consideration oh. by Clear Channel. Heard about M- it. More than just a publicity stunt, they could be proving to be a catchy new way uh, to engage listeners. Really hard to find new uses of radio for advertisers who are continually asking us to demonstrate that our medium can successfully extend brands, uh, reach the consumer with uh, touch points that are new and surprising. So basically, we are they're, they're going to try one-second spots. That'll be something very different, uh, actually. Maybe next they'll try uh, subliminal-type spots with no audio or something. Yeah. Who knows? Well, it, you know, I can't afford a 60. Well, we rarely sell 60s. How about a 30? Well, that's pretty much right. Do you have some 15s? Well, I don't think I can afford that. How about a one-second? Hi, this is... Maybe you can get like five for a quarter, you know, like in the old jukebox days. Hi, this is Jim for your local furniture store. (laughs) More with Jim after this one-second spot. Uh, This guy has more for us. Patrick, welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Today I'm going to talk to you about a phenomenon that's going on in the last couple years. It's called Naughty is Nice. Yes, you heard it right. People want to be just a bit naughty. Yankelovich, in their most recent survey, highlighted that 73% of people felt empowered to break the rules and have fun doing it. Another example, Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. A little bit of naughtiness. Not that everybody necessarily wants to go and get wild in Vegas, but it's just having a little bit of fun. People want to have more fun and do things that they're not supposed to do, all within reason. Consumers want you to break the rules so they can have more fun and be surprised and delighted. They don't want boring brands. They don't want boring advertising. They don't want the traditional. Give them some stuff that makes it fun and a little bit more playful. Here's how you get there. What you want to do is understand how your target thinks. What do they do? How do they like to have fun? When are they playful? So let's take Yankelovich's willful disobedience insight and come at it in a way that builds your business. First, what does your consumer do? What do they find that's really fun? What do they laugh about? What makes them smile? Let's bring some of that to our product, to our advertising, to our offers that we serve up to them every month, what we do at retail or online. How do we surprise and delight them and make them smile? Second, let's break the rules ourselves. What do we do that's a little bit different than other members of our category? So Target versus Walmart. Target's always being a little bit naughty and breaking the rules in how they portray the brands, what they do, how they do sales, etc. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. I'm Patrick Meyer, and remember, the marketing revolution is now. Oh, that's our turn. I forgot. I'm sorry. On the other <laughs> yeah. It's like, is there more? Nope, there's not. We better talk. Uh, thanks again to Lisa Gersh, our uh, special guest, uh, president, COO, and the co-founder of Oxygen Media. Uh, Sean Cunningham with us next week, uh, president and CEO of the Cable Television Advertising Bureau, and that ought to be really good. I have something for you here, Brad, that you'll get a kick mm. out of this. Uh, the survey says, survey says iPods outrank beer. About three-fourths of college students say that iPods are in. iPods placed first on the list of cool things and activities in a biannual market research survey of uh, 1,200 college students conducted during the week of uh, March the 6th by a thing called Student Monitor. Drinking beer, which is placed first on the list of nearly every other year of the survey, tied with social networking. And uh, let's see. uh, What is it? Uh, 
I'm trying to think. I guess it's Facebook.com for the number two uh, in spot as well. So huh. it's uh, Digital Trends is the publication. Well, you know, it, it, why do you want something that you already have? They're sitting there drinking beer when they, you know, took the survey. It's the iPods they want. Frankly, I'd like to have a beer and an iPod. That's true. <laughs> That's not. They so do bad. go well together. I think so. Absolutely. And a lot of spent. people are listening. They're listening to us right now on iPods around Especially the world. Especially if it's an import, and what you're playing on the iPod is classic jazz. Okay. And you know, What's if fun? you're listening to an iPod uh, in some other country, you've got both an import and an import. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Hey, uh, by the way, theadvertisingshow.com. It's a great uh, website powered by Shipple.com. S C H I P U L.com. At Shipple and his team do a great job of a lot of uh, really cool and innovative things to help market websites. Go check it out. Shivel.com is the place. And we invite you to come back uh, next week. Same time, we'll be right here at theadvertisingshow.com where we also have the podcast and the RSS feeds of uh, all of the interviews here that we've done over the past several years as well. So go there, theadvertisingshow.com. The Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine, and you can visit them online at age.com. The Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production.